Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Jessica Toon. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. Hey, Jessica. How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you? I am getting ready for the start of the new year and, you know, the, the code of ethics changes that everybody expected to be effective on January 1 are, are not part of that, right? Right. Yeah. We've got some code of ethics updates that you need to know about now. Right. 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 Absolutely. So on November 13th, the um, NAR Board of Directors approved several changes to the code of ethics. We reviewed those in an earlier episode of the podcast, but now that the changes have actually been approved, we want to highlight them again. Right. So it's important to note that most of these changes went into effect immediately after their approval on November 13th. And for you guys, we have a resource page dedicated to just this issue. You can find it on our website, as always, at virginiarealtors.org slash code hyphen of hyphen ethics hyphen resources. Hopefully you guys got that. (laughs) And it also is a slider on our website. So you'll be able on the homepage. So you'll be able to go click that link too. That's way easier. Yes. Uh, You will find links to our podcasts, articles, Facebook Live, broker sales kit, basically anything and everything that we have created around the code of ethics changes so that you can be educated and stay compliant with the new code of ethics. The changes can be broken down into three specific categories. First, there are changes to how the code of ethics applies to a realtor's activities. Second, there's a new proposed standard of practice under Article 10 dealing with discriminatory speech and conduct. And finally, there are revisions to the definition of public trust. The BOD approved a change to policy 29 of the Code of Ethics and Arbitration Manual, which determines the applicability of the Code of Ethics. It now reads, quote, a realtor shall be subject to disciplinary action under the code of ethics with respect to all of their activities, end quote. So Laura, this really expanded the applicability of the code to all activities of a realtor, whether the action was related to a real estate transaction or not. It did. And that is a big change from where we were before. Now, in order to be in violation of the code of ethics, you still need to be found in violation of a specific article of the code of ethics. Um, And most of those articles are still very specific to a certain type of real estate activity. So, for example, Article 1 states, quote, when serving a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non-agency capacity, realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. So, you see, we referenced the buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a transaction, so it's still related to a transaction. Right. So not to worry, guys, you can still be as dishonest as you want with your friends and family, as long as they are not a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non-agency capacity in a real estate transaction. I mean, little white lies never hurt anybody, right? Right? That's what what we're talking about. We don't want (laughs) you guys to to be dishonest. And, And we are mostly kidding, but you can see how the expanded applicability on a practical level has a very limited impact because most of the articles directly relate to real estate activity. In addition to this expanded applicability, the Board of Directors also approved a new standard of practice to Article 10, which addresses protected classes and fair housing issues. Standard of Practice 10-5 reads, 
Realtors must not use harassing speech, hate speech, epithets, or slurs based on race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity, end quote. This standard of practice combined with the expanded applicability of the Code of Ethics covers not only speech made during a real estate transaction, but any speech by a realtor at any time. So the rationale behind this change, to echo our earlier episode on this topic, is that any bias revealed by this kind of speech in a realtor's private life could affect his or her ability to provide equal professional services to all parties in a transaction. In addition, NAR has adopted a new guidance document, and that's Appendix 12 to Part 4, uh, Appropriate Interpretations of Standard of Practice 10-5 and Statement of Professional Standards Policy 29. It is just the most um, gripping thing you will ever read and, and you just won't be able to put it down. But Real page turner. Right. And so I'm going to stop being um, a little untruthful here and say this document really is very helpful though. This document explains the terms used in the SOP for 10-5 and it can be used as a guide for hearing panels charged with determining whether a member is in violation of Article 10 as supported by Standard of Practice 10-5. Right. So really helpful thing to look at there. And finally, the board of directors updated the definition of public trust. The expanded version of public trust refers to demonstrated misappropriation of client or customer funds or property, willful discrimination against the protected classes under the code of ethics or fraud. Now this change will be effective January 1st, 2021. This expands the type of cases that associations will be required to share with state real estate boards, such as the VREB, when a final ethics decision finds a realtor in violation of the code where the public trust may have been violated. All right, Jessica, let's take it to the legal hotline. All right. So Laura, can the new standard of practice apply to behavior that occurred before I heard about this change? The changes to the code of ethics and the new standard of practice do not apply to behavior that occurred before they became effective. The changes do apply to behavior or speech that occurred after November 13th, 2020, regardless of when you specifically learned about the change. And just so you know, a question that I was asked was, well, what happens if I said something before November 13th and somebody filmed me with their camera and then they posted on social media after November 13th? Am I going to be responsible then? And the answer there is likely no, because the behavior itself happened before the change right? You didn't say those things. And so even though it didn't get publicly shared until after, you should still be good. All right, Jessica, a friend posted an inflammatory comment on Facebook and I accidentally liked it when I meant to hit the angry face reaction. Am I in violation of the code of ethics? Well, a hearing panel is the only body that can determine whether or not there was a violation of the code of ethics. It's unlikely that an errant like on Facebook would be found to be harassing speech, but it would be something that a hearing panel would be charged with determining if someone were to file a complaint against you. In the meantime, you should correct your reaction on your friend's post so that it reflects your true position on the statement. Laura, a realtor colleague posted a very offensive image without any words. Could that be a violation of the code of ethics? NAR's Code of Conduct and Anti-Harassment Policy defines harassment as including, quote, inappropriate conduct, comment, display, action, or gesture based on another person's sex, color, race, religion, national origin, age, disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, and any other protected characteristic. 
if the offensive image denigrates or shows hostility towards an individual or group based on the protected characteristic, then it could very well be a violation of the code of ethics, even if there are no offensive words with the image. Okay, good to know. Let's talk about limiting your risk. So first, educate yourself and your brokerage firm on these changes. And as always, you can visit our website at virginiarealtors.org for more resources. Remember the golden rule, treating others as one would like to be treated when making statements about protected classes. Thanks for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as the substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.